What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. We got a big show. I got AEW Dynamite coverage for when it just went off the air. I've got some great AEW stories. I got some big WWE news. We know who returned last night and already two superstars challenging to a match. I also got the the skinny, the lowdown that CM Punk actually did meet with Tony Khan. They were saying they just texted and it wasn't a real offer. They did meet and it was a big money offer. Plus, I got more. So remember to check us out on all social media, on Facebook, YouTube, and all podcasting platforms with the AEW Insider, and on Twitter with the AEW Insider 1. All right, let's get to AEW Dynamite. It did kick kick off with the doctor checking out Kenny Omega, and he was not cleared to wrestle this week. Uh, Kenny was all down in the press, and he asked how John Moxley did. And he was told that he was banged up, but he was cleared to wrestle. So, you know, that made Kenny feel even more like shit. Moxley opened the show. He pretty much challenged anybody who wanted to fight, and he said, you're going to need to fuck. You're going to be put in a hospital. Uh, he did fight Michael Nakazawa, and Moxley made very short work of Nakazawa. Uh, then he did cut the promo. Uh, we also had Marco Stunt and Jungle Boy, aka the Bomb Tag Team, going against the Dark Order, another kick-ass tag team. I love both these teams and it was a very good match. In the end, Dark Order hit Jungle Boy with their finisher that they call the Fatality and they got the win. After it, Ono, Evil Uno, sat on his throne of human beings and he gave Marco Stunt props. Some people make fun of his size, but he says this kid kicks ass. But you're nowhere near as good as you could be. But you could be if you joined the Dark Order. So Jungle Boy came in and he said, no, it's not going to happen. And then the whole Dark Order started jumping both of them. Out of nowhere, my dog Luchasaurus finally made his return and he whooped some ass. I like Marco with the Lucha Express or whatever the fuck Luchasaurus Express, whatever the fuck they're called. But uh, Marco's stuff would be really awesome in the Dark Order. So we'll see how that story plays out. Then I did have my dog, the chairman, chairman, Sean Spears, took the stage. It was he, the librarian, and Darby Allen who came down to the ring on his trusty skateboard. That was an alright match. Uh, they did have Allie cut a promo after the Nyla Rose match, and she was interrupted by Awesome Kong and Brandy, who had their scissors and or knife in hand. And then Le Champion took to the stage. He still wants his thank you from everybody, including people who he works with, and he tarted, started talking smack on Cody. Then Cody's entrance hit. It had the stage go dark. It was playing the music. The steam came from the stage, and the platform was rising up, and it was MJF. The place fucking booed, and Jericho looked very surprised. MJF came to the ring and started saying Cody was a user, saying that he used them and all this other bullshit. Then he turned on Jericho. He said he's drinking too much of a bubbly. If he, if Jericho thinks that the youngest, hottest heel in the business needs Y2J or the inner circle. So they bickered back and forth, but they both agreed that Cody is a jackass. Then out of nowhere, he came Cody Rhodes. They said he wasn't clear, but that's part of the story because he was fighting both of them. Uh, he beat up Jericho and MJF and 
and then he was attacked by Wardlow. I've been following AEW from the start, obviously. I need a fucking channel after them. A couple months into the thing being signed, they did cut a promo about this fucking big-ass pimp dude in the parking lot with a hot girlfriend, and these guys tried robbing him, and he fucking destroyed him, and the dude's a beast. He's from another independent promotion, but they did sign Wardlow, and this was his debut, and his tie match MJF's scarves, and MJF was barking orders at him, so it is like Wardlow is MJF's fucking like Kevin Nash, Big Daddy Cool bodyguard. Those two are going to be something to fucking reckon with. Check it. Uh, but we did have Hangman Page versus Pac. Really fucking AEW? I'm not even going to talk about this match. If you listen to the show, this shit should be done with. They've been fucking fighting since January. Anyway, Pac picked up the win and the battle continues. Yada yada. Uh, they then cut backstage, and it was the Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz beating the piss out of each other. Matt Jackson put fucking Ortiz to her table. It looked pretty sick. And then Nick and Santana kept fighting. Uh, what you call it? Santana got the upper hand and threw Nick through a bathroom door, and Orange Cassidy was just standing there for no reason, chilling. The place went nuts. And then they started fighting again. When a commercial came back, they brought the fight onto the stage. LAX picked up fucking Matt Jackson and actually put him through the stage. You know they got that hole in the stage with the piece of plywood they've been using to put people through, they put him through that again. So who the fuck knows? I don't know. Uh, then they did have the main event. It was the Inner Circles, La Champion, and the sexiest man on the planet, Bebe Sammy Guevara, versus SCU for their AEW tag titles. And then uh, Jake Hager kept getting involved in a match, which he always does, which was awesome. Him and Christopher Daniels got into it after a while. In the end, Scorpio Sky rolled up Jericho in a small package for the win. They retained, retained their titles. But right before he did that small package, him and Jericho had like a four way reversal of each other's finishers and signatures that ended with the code breaker which was very cool but uh in the in the end your chance is still scu Next week on AEW Dynamite, we do have Private Party versus LAX. Now, both of these guys are from House of Glory, which I said we went to the last two summers. Both of these guys do know Matt Travis, who was tragically hit by a fucking dumpster truck in New York while he was riding his bike last week and was killed. The guy fucking took off after he hit him. I covered that on my last show, and I covered it on two YouTube shows ago, so check it out. Uh, it's fucking a shame. So those guys are going to be fighting, which is cool as a tribute to Matt Travis and also we do have John Moxley and Darby Allen. So AEW Dynamite was alright this week. Right after the show, I think it might have been live, but if not, it was right after, they did have that Young Bucks YouTube show, not being the elite, but the room service on the road, when they sit there and they order dinner and they bullshit with the wrestler or wrestlers they have, well, this time they had the Lucha Express, whatever the fuck it's called, Jungle Boy, Lucha Stores, and Marco Stunt, and they were all sitting there having a conversation. I stopped watching it to record this for you guys, so definitely check it out, and I can't wait to finish it. Uh, it is rumored that AEW is looking into signing three different people, and if so, that could make for some interesting storylines and backstage news. The reason is, if they sign at least two of these people, uh, they would be with their real-life boyfriend or girlfriend. So what I'm saying is, is that there's some people who work for AEW right now, and two out of the three people who I think they could actually sign, and well, actually, three P, all three of them have boyfriends and girlfriends who work for AEW. So let me start fucking stop blabbling on. Uh, the first is Braxton Sutter. He is the real life boyfriend of Allie. They were both in Impact. Allie works for AEW and is supposed to be trying to sign her man. 
Next is Darby Allen's real-life girlfriend, Priscilla Kelly. Now, Priscilla Kelly's awesome. She's hot as fuck, but if you don't know her, you might remember it. Earlier this year, during a female match, a woman supposedly, well, I've seen it. She actually did, but it wasn't real. She took out her bloody tampon and put it in the other girl's face and mouth. Of course, it wasn't real blood, but the internet went fucking buck wild over it. Well, that chick, Priscilla Kelly, is Darby Allen's real-life girlfriend, and AEW is looking to sign her. So I definitely could see Priscilla Kelly and Braxton Stutter signing. Now, this third person would be fucking amazing, but I don't know, man. He's one of the best wrestlers in the game right now. He's amazing in the ring. I don't think he'd leave New Japan, but he might be sick of them not pushing him correctly. And uh, you know what I mean by giving him the titles and the wins he deserves. Plus, his real-life baby girl, B. Priestley, is with AEW. So I'm talking about Will Osprey. Yo, Will Osprey is so fucking sick, it's not even funny. If you have not seen his work, you gotta go see it. His old work, whatever. I think his current work right now is just the fucking best he's ever been. But B. Priestley is his baby in real life, and AEW wants them. Like I said, they could definitely get Braxton Sutter and Priscilla Kelly. I don't know about Will Ospreay, but I got my fingers crossed. Uh, we do know in AEW that wins and losses do count. Well, peeps online have been asking Nick Jackson about it, and come to find out as of right now, it may be different in the future, but as of right now, in January, every January, the wins and loss record will reset. So it pretty much sets the tone for the year, from the beginning of the year up to their biggest pay-per-view, or they might do it at their biggest pay-per-view, you know what I mean, blah, blah, blah. But per year, the records, records will reset and they start anew, so that's really, really fucking cool. All right, peace. We'll be right back. I got some awesome WWE news. You know the big return we had last night, and I do got some sports news. All right, remember to check us out on all social media. I won't hit you with all of it again till the end of the show, but I'm Lee Benson. We'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps. We're back. The AEW Insider. On to some WWE news. Now, right after AEW Dynamite went off the air, I tuned over the NXT. I could watch both of them, but I like to pay attention so I can bring you guys correct stuff for the show. So I did see the last final match, the main event. It was actually Io Shirai versus Maya Yim, or Mia Yim. Whoever won, their team gets the advantage at Survivor Series. So the match is pretty good from what I've seen, and at the end, Dakota Kai came out to help Yim when she was hurt. But you know Dakota Kai is pissed because Jim took her spot on Rhea Ripley's team. So I thought she was going to attack her the whole time. Uh, EO went to go for the belt and uh, Dakota Kai like powerbombed off the ladder and threw Mia Jim into the ring so she can get the belt. Out of nowhere, the NXT UK Women's Champion Kaylee Ray grabbed the ladder and legit dumped Jim from inside the ring on the top of the ladder onto the floor while she crashed through a fucking ladder on the way down. It was insane. And that gave my baby Io Shirai the, the win. Uh, her and her team have now had the advantage in Survivor Series. Advantage Team Baszler at War Games, baby. I love the heels. I thought Kai was going to turn on Yim, but she didn't. And we'll get to the big, big news. You know what happened, even if you weren't watching last night, it's all over fucking social media. But CM Punk has returned to WWE television. And it's glorious, baby. He doesn't officially work for WWE. He works for Fox Sports 1. But you know, now that he's got his foot in his door, that's it. I guarantee you, CM Punk will be wrestling in a WrestleMania match. Mark my words, I I bet 
you my left nut. It will happen unless WWE really drops the ball behind the scenes before then. And him and Triple H could get in, into it, but he will be fighting at WrestleMania. Uh, and he also already has two opponents, not for WrestleMania, but they want to fight him. That's what it'll be for. Uh, the biggest, newest, the biggest and newest troll douche on Twitter, Seth Rollins, already issued a match. He tagged CM Punk and said, "Fight me." And then the Fiend also spoke to Punk through Twitter. Twitter. All the Fiend said was, "I saw you," and he left two pictures. One was when Punk was made the leader of Nexus, and the Fiend was Husky Harris. He did something wrong where he lost and they had two of the nexus guy hold husky harris while punk whipped them with a strap and the other pick was when uh bray wyatt was the leader of the wyatt family and rowan and luke harper had punk held up and wyatt was attacking them so punk first the fiend will kick ass but they already threw their hats in the ring they want some of punk's ass when he is back back after Punk did return, Rhea Ripley took to Twitter and she responded, The child inside of me is crying right now. So she's got to be a huge Punk fan. Uh, now that CM Punk has signed with Fox Sports 1, details about what happened with him in AEW, a.k.a. a meeting with Tony Khan, have come to light. Brian Alvarez reported. Now, we know that Punk was going on record saying that he got a couple texts from AEW, but it was never a real meeting. If they want really to sign him, they got to sit down with him, and that's all we heard. And Cody was butthurt about that. The Bucks, they said that wasn't true, yada, yada. Well, to come to find out that Punk did meet with Tony Khan, and they offered him a lot of money. So here what happened. CM Punk in person with Tony Khan about AEW and they offered him a lot of money. He ended up doing this WWE Fox gig now. What does that mean? I don't know. It could mean that CM Punk does not, in fact, have any interest in actually wrestling. It could be that CM Punk wants to continue doing what he's doing in his life. He's over in-ring aspect of it. He was given a great deal to not even work every week. So they offered him, well, you know AEW, they work once a week in a fucking pay-per-view, and WWE honored the same thing. So he was offered millions upon millions of dollars, and they didn't even have to work every single week. They made it abundantly clear that he is not a host of this show. He is a special contributor who will be making appearances on a regular basis. He's not even going to be there every week. So it could be Fox has got a lot of money. It could be that Fox offered him a ridiculous amount of money to work occasionally and show up as a contributor for the show on FS1. And he took the money. And that's what he's doing. It could be that CM Punk does in fact want to wrestle, and he knows at this point with WWE's new television deals, they are going to offer him a ridiculous amount of money to wrestle. I don't have exact numbers, okay, but the amount of money WWE is paying people for Saudi Arabia is astounding. It's astounding what people are making to do Saudi Arabia, so maybe he wants to come back for a Saudi Arabia deal, and I know he does. I follow this shit like fucking anything, man. Couple months ago he was talking about exactly that how those guys are getting paid that much money for sorty yada yada and a couple weeks ago he said they're gonna have to pay him 20 25 mil and that's what they did pay a couple people for the last couple of shows at saudi arabia even more than that actually so trust me punk fucking will wrestle again and if it ain't wrestlemania it'll be a shitty show saudi show all right 
a surprise to me. It was it was announced last week that Randy Orton did sign a five new year deal. I was shocked because he's been fucking throwing it off pretty good, but that was just a bargaining chip to get more money. Well, two other superstars just resigned also. They are the Miz and Paige. Miz was under contract for two till 2022, but he just extended it even longer. So congrats to both of them. Uh, you know, Corey Graves does that podcast uh, after the bell, which I've been talking about. He did have the big dog Roman Reigns on and Roman Reigns revealed the superstar that was not like that all backstage at one time. He straight up said it was Baron Corbin. And this is what he had to say. If you would have told me that I would have main evented a European tour with football Tom, meaning Baron Corbin, I would have said, get the hell out of here. Yeah, right. One thing, even with the boys back then, he got a reaction, right? He rubbed us a certain way. And when push came to shove, it was time for him to get into the ring. And they were like, dude. You're going to get fired if you don't get into the ring. He picked it up. He's a big guy. He's got good timing. I'll give him that. And that's what he said. Corey Graves also gave his two cents on two superstars he feels that are being wasted right now in WWE. Unfortunately, what I took out of it is the waste of the Viking Raiders. They gave them a WWE Tag Team Championship, and they're not doing anything with them. That's right, I'm calling it a waste. I'm not calling them a waste. I'm calling what I see of the Viking Raiders on my television is nothing but a missed opportunity. And he's pretty right about that. All right, and finally, a new story. We know that Logan Paul and YouTube star KSI had a boxing match last weekend. Logan did lose, but come to find out it was all fake anyway, which you knew. But anyway, two YouTube nobodies made big numbers on pay-per-view, and they legit got 12,000 people to fucking show up to watch it in the Sable Center. That's a big deal. That's where WWE was doing SummerSlam for years was the Staples Center in L.A. That's fucking big. But after his loss, Logan Paul has set his sights on a UFC fighter. And a new WWE return, that's CM Punk. That's right. CM Punk is still under contract with UFC. He even took a physical with their doctor, which any fighter does do if they think they're going to fight within the upcoming six months. So if possible, if Punk would, Logan Paul says that he will destroy Punk in the ring. I think those are bold words, and I doubt this will ever come to uh, words, but I doubt this will ever come to fruition, Peeves. But still, man, like at first I laughed at it, but thinking about all the money they pulled and the numbers they pulled, Punk could actually do it. But if it's a real fight or even boxing, Punk's going to get his ass whooped again. So I think that's the only reason why he wouldn't do it. All right, peeps, that's it for this week for the podcast. Well, not even this week for the podcast. You know, if I got news, I'll be back. Fuck that. But definitely check out a YouTube, uh, uh, what you call a channel. Right now, as of yesterday, I paid this guy. He's a professional designer, what haven't you. He's doing a new intro for our YouTube channel and a new outro. He sent me the first draft. I like it. He's got to do a couple changes to the intro, but the outro is perfect. So this weekend, when I do do a new wrestling YouTube video and the movies and more YouTube video please check it out and show it some love because the new intro and outro are going to be awesome and remember what we got coming down the pipeline i'm still working on my 30 favorite wrestlers of all time also on youtube we got the top christmas movies which my daughter's going to co-star in so show us some love and like the top five horror movies to watch in december so we got a lot coming down the pike anyway i love you guys i thank you so much you guys give me the motivation for doing this and i'll be back in a couple days remember to check us out on all social media 
episodes to AEW Insider on all podcasting platforms, Facebook and YouTube, and the AEW Insider one on Twitter. All right, peeps, as always, I'm your host, Lee Bentz, and this is the AEW Insider. Until next time, peeps. Ciao.